Welcome back to the General Bowser Show, hosted by me, Tyler Newsom. We are going to go over four topics, and after each topic, I am going to tell my opinion about each topic and ask you what you think about it, and then go on the next article, next topic. So let's get started. Alright. Our first topic is an article by CBR about Superman and Lois fan imagines Michael Cudlitz uh, as soup as season three's Lex Luthor. He looks like Lex Luthor. He fits the role. Michael Cudlitz Lex Luthor casting was only just announced, but one Superman and Lois fan has already imagined the actor as the classic DC villain. DC supervillain in a stunning piece of fan art shared on Instagram by artist Clements Inc. The artwork shows Cudlitz with Lex Luthor's iconic shaven head and suited up in armor that is reminiscent of the character's many anti-Superman war suits. Michael Cudlitz would it have been my first choice, says the article writer, for Lex, but Superman and Lois hasn't missed yet. Excited to see what he does with the character. The artist captured the artwork. Cuddlet's casting was announced in January 2023 making Lex Luthor the second villain confirmed to appear in Superman and Lois Season 3. Chad L. Coleman's Bruno Mannheim, after Chad L. Coleman's Bruno Mannheim, character debuts... Oh, this is what the suit looks like. Looks good. Character debuts for Superman and Lois take on Lex Luthor were also revealed describing the upcoming season 3 threat as both the visionary billionaire behind LexCorp and a brutal, brutal psychopath who terrorizes anyone he crosses paths with. When Cudlitz makes his debut as Luther in season 3, it has been years since he dropped out of the public eye and he's re-emerging hellbent on correcting a personal injustice by enacting revenge on the two people he feels have wronged him. Superman and Lois Lane at this time, it, it is not unknown how many episodes Cudlitz is expected to appear in but as the Man of Steel's arch nemesis. Superman's Lex Luthor is excited to see Cudlitz take on the role. Although Superman and Lois was initially announced as a Supergirl spinoff, the series season 2 finale established that the DC show was set in its own world, unconnected to Supergirl and the wider Arrowverse. This has allowed the series to reinvent characters that had previously been 
used in Supergirl, like Dylan Walsh's Sam Lane, Jenna Dewan's Lucy Lane, and Lex Luthor, who had previously been played by John Fryer. In a recurring capacity across Supergirl's final three seasons. However, Cryer has no ill will towards the recasting and has actually expressed his excitement at seeing Cudlitz take on the role. Writing on Twitter that, uh, that the actor is going to absolutely crush it as Luther. I know, he, he looks like Luther. In addition to Holchen, uh, Tolich, Cudlitz, and Walsh, Superman and Lois Season 3 stars Alex Garfin as John Jordan Kent and Eric Waldutz as Kyle Cushing and Indy Navarty as Sarah Cortez, Paul Parks as John Henry Irons, which I like that character, Taylor Buck as Natalie Irons, Sophia Hasmick as Chrisley Beppo, and Emmanuel Sharut are these I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing them right. They're really hard names. As Lana Lang Cushing with Michael Bishop replacing Jordan Ellis as Jonathan Kent. Superman and Lois season three premieres on the CW on Tuesday, March 14th, which I'll be reacting to on my Magma Cano Reviews channel. Okay, um, I think, I think the season's gonna be good. I mean, the casting for Lex Luthor is great. And Bruno Mannheim, I mean, I guess he'll be good. It all depends on the actor, but it, it's gonna be a, an amazing season. Because in the trailer that I watched on my uh, Magma Cano Reviews channel. It seemed like it was doing the Injustice storyline. So now that I know they got uh, Bruno Mannheim and Lex Luthor. I guess they're doing like a version of the Injustice storyline. Just without the Joker and Harley Quinn. Which you know is a new take if they're going to do the Injustice storyline. Uh, so I just can't wait to see it, though. Uh, tell me what you think in the comics. Tell me what you think in the comments. And now we're going to get on to the next topic. Okay, the next topic is another CBR article about Percy Jackson season two not being confirmed and Rick Royalden expects says 
Rick Royalden says Percy Jackson's season two isn't a lock. Okay, the next article is by CB. The next topic is an article by CBR. It says Rick Royalden's. Rick Royalden says Percy Jackson's season two isn't a lock, but he expects it to happen. Okay. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, author Rick Royalden, has strongly implied that the upcoming Disney Plus series, the adaptation of his best-selling fantasy novels, will last longer than one season. Following the recent casting of Zeus and Poseidon to in the season, in the series, Royalden, who serves as a co-writer, creative consultant, and executive producer on the upcoming fantasy series, wrote on his website slash blog, rickroyalden.com, that he, has, he was confident about a second season pickup from Disney+. Plus. This concludes the casting announcements for season one. If you haven't seen a particular uh, god or demigod announced, that's because they don't appear in the season and won't be cast until we start the subsequent seasons which means any of these announcements are probably at least a year away. He wrote more later demigods, but I am pleased to tell you we are in a very good place as we look ahead to a not yet green light, greenlit, but finally anticipated season two the first season of Percy Jackson will consist of eight episodes and adapt the first novel in Rick Royalden's Camp Half-Blood Chronicles franchise The Lightning Thief which was first published in 2005 and centers around 12 year old Demigod Percy Jackson being accused by the Greek god Zeus of stealing his lightning bolt to cue to cue tensions among the big three Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. Percy and his friends Annabeth Chase and Grover must embark on a cross-country quest to track down the lost lightning bolt and restore order to Mount Olympus. Disney Plus's Percy Jackson will expand on the source material. After two critically 
derided Percy Jackson films. Royal Den has promised fans that the Disney Plus adaption will not feature any major storyline storytelling changes. However, he has hinted that the series will include additional material not presented in the books. Sure, there's uh there are small tweaks and changes there here and there which were mutually agreed upon but the biggest difference is the value added he revealed in august 2022 you will get peaks at character backstory foreshadowing easter eggs of things to come and nuances in Percy's family history that I think you will love, he says. Okay. If Percy Jackson is renewed, Royal Den has confirmed that the second season would adapt the Sea of the Monsters, the second novel, in his Percy Jackson and the Olympians series, first published in 2006. The Sea of Monsters is set one year after the events of the Lightning Thief and chronicles the adventures of the title character as he and his friends rescue Grover from the Cyclops poly, uh, Polyphemus and save Camp Half-Blood from a Titan's attack by bringing the Golden Fleece to cure Thyla's poison pine tree. Percy Jackson and the Olympians premieres on Disney Plus in early 2024. That's the end of the article. Oh, wow. I mean, he's already expecting a season four. I mean, I mean, he's already expecting a season two and the show hasn't even come out yet. Wow. That's a... Uh... That's definitely a little bit too, uh, too pushing it, really. And he said that it, they would still be doing the, what the Lightning Thief movie did, but, you know, just putting something extra on to add more material to it. And you know though the kids playing, I watched I watched the movie when it came out, and it had them going to a, a casino. So uh, those kids don't look old enough to go to a casino. So I don't know how uh, how they're gonna do that. I guess they'll figure that out. <laughs> So, tell me what you think in the comments. Let's get on to the next article. Okay, the next topic is another CBR article about Peacock posed to lose $3 billion despite massive growth. Wow. Comcast President Michael Kavanaugh has revealed that it's 
streaming service Peacock is predicted to lose three billion this year despite subscriptions increasing significantly in 2022. Per the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter, Peacock reported losing amounting to 2.5 billion in 2022. Despite the streaming services revenue and subscribers growth in the fourth quarter, Comcast expects that number to raise to 3 billion in 2023 before stabilizing and steadily demolishing as we have said before we believe 2023 will be peak losses for peacock and from there they will steadily improve kavanaugh said on a conference call comcast is entertainment Subsidiary NBC Universal launched Peacock, named after the NBC logo on January 15, 2020. The streaming service has both several ad supported and ad free tiers, with content primarily consisting of films and series owned by NBC Universal, including acclaimed NBC ser- comedy series, The Office, and Park and Parks and Recreation. The service is also home to s- select content from NBC Sports, Hallmark Channel, and WWE. As of December 31st, 2022, Peacock has over 20 million paid subscriptions. <clears throat> Peacock cancels Vampire Academy. I didn't check that out, to be honest. I didn't seem that appealing. Despite its ex- extensive acquired content library, Peacock has struggled to provide original hits with the streamer recently canceling Vampire Academy a drama series based on the Rachel Mead novels after one season wow it must have been bad I know they got a um show called uh, The Resort it is great and that's original. The streamer also canceled the high school murder mystery drama of drama One of Us is Lying after two seasons. Both series came as a shock to their respective fan bases, with fans already using the hashtag Save Vampire Academy and Save One of Us is Lying in hopes that it will intense another streaming service in picking up the series for future 
seasons. Peacock also bid farewell to the Saved by the Bell revival, which was awful. And Rutherford Falls. I don't know if I'm saying that right. In 2022, with fan favorite series Girls 5 Ever moving to Netflix for season 3. Hmm. Despite the string of cancellations, Peacock is still moving forward with the original script, scripted content and has several promising series in the works, including the Friday the 13th prequel series. They're making a horror series. Guess it's going to come out on Halloween. Which is being developed by Star Trek Discovery co-creator Brian Fuller, Ryan Johnson's Poker Face, a murder mystery series starring Natasha Leone as a casino worker with the extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying who recently premiered on the streamer to growing reviews from critics. The series currently holds a perfect 100% critics score. On the review, a great website, Rotten Tomatoes, the streamer has also ordered Additional episodes of Pitch Perfect, Bumper in Berlin, and Bel Air with the latter's second season set to premiere on February 23rd. Wow, amazing. So it's disappointing that they're um, losing that much, but like they got some nice shows to watch because. I've watched shows like uh, The Resort and all of that, and some and a few other shows that I've watched. Uh, they're doing pretty good so far, but uh, hopefully they can keep it up with good content. So tell me what you think in the comments. Tell me what you think in the comments. Now, uh, and now we're gonna go to the next topic okay the next topic is by an article by cbr about indiana jones fives phoebe walker bridge to pin tomb raider series all right interesting i've never played the games but you know see she seems interesting amazon has Greenlit a Tomb Raider series with Fleabag's Phoebe Walker Bridge set to write the new small screen adventure of Laura Croft. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Walker Bridge will also exclusive produce the series but is not eyeing the project as a starring vehicle also on board as 
executive producers are Ryan and Dolina, Amanda Greenblatt, and Demartri M. Johnson. Tomb Raider is the latest in Walker Bridge's new three-year extension with Amazon. The Emmy-winning writer and star of Fleabag signed a similar deal in 2019 that was set to expire at the end of 2022. So she would have had to sign another one because it's 2023. Laura Croft has previously enjoyed three other live-action adaptations, including Laura Croft Tomb Raider 2001 hmm. and Laura Croft Tomb Raider The Cradle of Life 2003, with star Angelina Jolie and Tomb Raider... 2018, with Elisa Vikander in the lead role. Metro God Goldwyn. Metro Goldwyn. Mayor. MGM was developing a sequel to Vikander's Iteration Alteration with writer-director Misha Green before losing the film rights to the property in July 2022, resulting in bidding war, in a bidding war that has yet to determine a victor. Amazon bought MGM for a for 8.5 billion in March 2022 before its film rights to the Tomb Raider lapsed. More Laura Croft on the way. In addition to Joel and Wykander, Camilla Ludenton, Keely Hayes, and Minnie Driver have voiced Laura Croft in a number of Tomb Raider video games. Haley Atwell Famous for her role as Peggy Carter. Yeah, I've seen her. Uh, that was a good series, though. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is also set to voice the fan-favorite character in an upcoming Netflix anime, anime series. Netflix has not yet to set a release date for the series, which is still in development. In addition to Fleabag, Walter Bridge was a co-writer on Daniel Craig's final James Bond film, 2021's No Time to Die, with its accomplishment, uh, 
a cleanish of uh, acquisition of MGM. Amazon is also the co-writer of the Bond franchise. Ryder Bridge is also developing a series adaptation of Kalila Lux's book Sign Here for Amazon Prime and was attached to the streamers Mr. and Mr. Smith Mr. and Mrs. Smith series with Atlanta's Donald Glover before departing the project due to creative difference. Though Waller Bridge will not play Laura Croft, the actor's next on-screen role, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Helena is similarly adventurous, the goddaughter of Indiana Jones, Helena has been described by composer John Williams as an adventurous and a feminine fatale. She's many, many things. Director James Mangold recently debunked a fan theory, uh, academic and curator portrayed by Dan Holm Elliott in Raiders of the Lost Ark 1981 and Indiana Jones and the Lost Crusade 1989. Mangold confirmed that Helena is the daughter of a new addition to the franchise. Amazon has not set to release Date. Amazon has not set a release date for Walker Bridges Tomb Raider series as the project is still in early development. I don't know, this could be a good series to watch. I mean, I may check it out if I have Amazon Prime at, at the time. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool that they are making an animated uh, Laura Croft series with the one that played Peggy Carter in in that series it was uh, she was amazing in that so tell me what you think about the article um in the comics in the comments hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure if you're on Spotify to follow me and if you're on YouTube hit that subscribe make sure if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button make sure if you're on spotify hit that follow button and if you're on pandora amazon make sure if you're on youtube to subscribe and if you're on spotify pandora and amazon music and any other streaming service that you can find podcast on uh, make sure you follow me on there if you just want to hear the audio version. Other than that, peace out.